Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your It's Friday, end of the week. End of the week of this. Well, now we're into February, aren't we? We are into February. You know what we've got going on? We've got some guest speakers at uh, Livingston this Sunday. Boom. Excited about that. And if you're in the Tampa area, we want you to come out, get to meet uh, me and Edwin and the wonderful brethren at the congregation, but even have guest speakers. It's going to be a great Sunday. Sean Jeffries. Sean Jeffries on Sunday morning. Caleb Churchill. On Sunday, that's going to be at 5 in the afternoon, 5 p.m. Yeah. So, yeah, Sean, Sunday at 10 a.m. and Caleb... Sunday at 5 p.m. Absolutely. Excited about that. Yeah, and you can find the address and the information, all that, at the website, christiansmeethere.org, christiansmeethere.org. Let's wrap up Matthew chapter 22. We've had a series of threes, three parables, back Mm -hmm. in chapter 21 and now chapter 22, three questions. Yes. And now Jesus finally— Pharisees, Herodians— Sadducees. By three different sects. Yeah. Very good. And Jesus has been taking them all on. But now Jesus finally gets an opportunity to ask a question. And that's what we find here in Matthew chapter 22, beginning at verse 41. I'll be reading from the English Standard Version. Now, while the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them a question, saying, What do you think about the Christ? Whose son is he? They said to him, The son of David. He said to them, How is it then that David in the spirit calls him Lord, saying, The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. If then David calls him Lord, how is he his son? No one was able to answer him a word, nor from that day did anyone dare to ask him any more questions. Mm. I love this. He silences all the questions with a question. He says, you guys think you know how to ask questions? Let me let me show you. Let me show you how to ask a question. Now, he had put a question to him in Matthew 21 about the baptism of John, and that mm. seemed to be an authority question. We're still waiting to hear what they were going to say about that they one. They didn't want to answer that they one. They didn't want to answer that one. Was it the authority from God or from men? Did it come from God or from men? Uh, now, this question here is about the Christ. So here's this Greek word, Christos. Right, the anointed means the anointed, and it goes the along Greek. with the idea of Messiah. Messiah, right? yeah, that, yeah who is the, the anointed one? It's the Greek interpretation of Messiah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so here's a here's a great question about this one that they all said they're looking for. They're all looking for the Messiah. We all want to follow the Messiah. So I have a question for you. He says, "Who is the Messiah? Who whose son is he?" And they mm-hmm. they oh yeah, we know the answer to that. That's he's the son of David. Now where would they get that idea? Um, from the Law and the Prophets? From the Law and the Prophets, from the Scriptures. <laughs> you know, the idea that there were prophecies pointing out a descendant of David is going to come. Was it in Second Samuel 7 when David wanted to build a house? Mm-hmm. And Nathan initially had said, yeah, go for it, go for it. But then God said, wait, no, 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 you need to, that's that's not what I have, but I'm going to raise up a son for you. Mm-hmm. And he, he talks about that idea of this, this son and... Yeah. The idea of the ultimate son of David, who is going to come and fulfill yeah. these promises and prophecies of this covenant from Eve, all mm-hmm. the you know, back when God had spoken to her and to the serpent and to Adam, to Abraham, mm-hmm. and then to David, these various covenants and promises, all focusing toward a Messiah mm-hmm. who is coming 
who is going to be the son of David. Mm-hmm. So that seemed like a no-brainer to them. Seemed like a no-brainer to them. Can well, I remind the you? The son of David. Can I remind you that Matthew begins his whole gospel, that Jesus is the son of Abraham, the son of David, the son of God? You remember that? I do. That's how this all begins. Can I, can I remind you? That uh, in Matthew 21, what we were talking about last week, when Jesus makes what we call this triumphal entry, how the crowds are shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. The son of David. And that's what uh, at least some people in the multitudes were already calling Jesus. And You're the, the son of David. The Pharisees were upset about it. Yeah, they you need like to quiet it. these folks down. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't be saying these kinds mm-hmm. of things. So they, they, oh yeah, son of David. We all know that one. Easy, easy answer. So then Jesus has the follow-up question. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Well, let me ask you this. If he is the son of David, why does David call him Lord? Mm-hmm. Because he wouldn't say that to his son. No, he would not. He would be the Lord of his son. His son would be the one that would grow up seeing him as king, as master, right. as father. Right. But it wouldn't work the other way. His descendant should not, I mean, mm-hmm. biologically speaking, and normal social etiquette rules should not be viewed as his Lord. But wait, let me show you. You remember back here in Psalm 110? The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand. Hmm. It is a fascinating thing that David gives an insight here to a a uh, conversation in God, mm. right? That uh, it's not just the Lord speaking, but the Lord said to my Lord. We've got a second voice here of the Lord. Yeah, the idea is that there's... Um, there, there's something more to this Messiah mm-hmm. than his physical descent. Mm-hmm. Now, here's what I find fascinating in this. The Pharisees didn't say, what, what, what are you talking about? That's not about the Messiah. They didn't, they didn't say, well, Psalm 110, what do you, what do you, that, of course, I don't, I don't think they numbered him like that, but they, they wouldn't have said, wait, what, why are you yeah. applying that to the Christ? Why are you applying that to the Messiah? They accepted that. Huh? You're right. Boy, I haven't thought about this. I haven't thought about that one. The Psalm of David, which, by the way, I just, you know, just as a side note, throw this one in for free. We come to these headings in the Psalms, and a lot of folks argue. Now, I'm not talking about the ones that our modern modern, uh, publishers add. Like at Psalm 110, mine starts, has, has a bold heading above it, sit at my right hand. Okay. That's not a part of the text. That's that's yeah. something that modern publishers and printers have added sure. to give us some insight. Okay, but the next one where it says a Psalm of David. Yeah. And so those, those are, are very old. Yeah. Those who listened to season two of Text Talk remembers talking about this frequently. Sure. sure. But here Jesus gives his stamp of approval. This mm-hmm. is really David. Mm-hmm. David is saying this. And he even says that first sentence, the Lord says to my Lord. Yeah. That is not just David writing a poem as if, hey, there's this disembodied speaker that I'm representing. This is David writing his own words. Yahweh says to my Lord. Mm -hmm. The my here, this first person pronoun, that's David. David is saying, I have a Lord, and Yahweh, God, the Lord, Mm -hmm. is talking to my Lord. And here's what he said to my Lord. He said, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Mm. So David is saying, here's me, here's Yahweh, and here's my Lord. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus says, huh, why would David call his own descendant Lord? Lord? Answer me that. And they're like, yeah, no idea. No idea. That's a good question. And they realize we've, you know what, we've got nothing here. 
Mm -hmm. We've tried three times to ask questions that would stump him, that would make him look bad, that would get him in trouble, that would start some kind of something so that we could get a leg up on him. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. instead now, well, as you pointed out, this is the second time he's asked a question that they haven't been able to answer. And they realize, okay, we're on the bad end of this. He's not the one that's looking bad. We are. That's right. That's right. So the problem continues. So now, but what he, but he's making an amazing statement about the Messiah, about the Christ, isn't he? mm. That he is more than a descendant of David, more than a man. That the Scripture is also calling him Lord. Yeah. So we are left with, okay, how do we answer that question? How can David call his own descendant Lord? What what does that mean about the Messiah? Now we could we could philosophize and we could theologize and we could do all kinds of thinking and reasoning and try to figure that out. And and maybe because we've got enough Bible background, we'd come up with the right answer. But the reality is, I think I know a passage in the Bible that just straight up answers this question for us. Yeah, and how he calls him Lord. Well, yeah, how yeah. how he can be the descendant of David, but also the Lord of David yeah. at the same time. Okay. And I think we find it in the introduction to Paul's letter to Rome. Well, let's look at that then. And when Paul writes to the Roman Christians in Romans chapter one, and I'm reading again from the English Standard Version, I'm just going to start in verse one. Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures concerning his son, who was descended from David according to the flesh, and was declared to be the Son of God in power according to the Spirit of holiness by his resurrection from the dead, Mm. Jesus Christ our Lord." through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith for the sake of his name among all the nations, including you who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. Here is a picture of the gospel. Paul says, I am set apart for the gospel of God, Mm -hmm. which he promised beforehand. And what is that gospel? I'll tell you what. It's about his son, Mm -hmm. who was the son of David, according to To the the flesh. flesh. Yeah, There's a biological element. Mm-hmm. Were, were you about to add something Yeah, that's there? what I was going to point out, that here we have the fulfillment of all these promises and all these prophecies, because Jesus comes in this family line, and, uh, you know, we, we talked about it the other day, some of those prophecies, you can't contrive. You know, he knew the scripture said, I got to get a coal or a donkey, so he goes and gets a donkey. But you don't get to pick what family you're born into. Nobody gets to pick that. Absolutely. And that was one that was fulfilled by God's plan. Mm-hmm. And biologically, he's the son of David. Mm-hmm. However, when he was resurrected from the dead, he was demonstrated by the Spirit yep. to be more than the biological son of David. There was more to him than the biology. There is more to him than the flesh. And what we have is he is son of God, and that is demonstrated, and that is proven, and that is declared by the resurrection. Mm-hmm. And this this death, burial, and resurrection, this demonstration that the Messiah, the Christ, the Son of David, the Son of God, the Lord, has come, mm-hmm. has won his victory, Yes, that is the good news. Yes, Jesus Christ is Lord. Mm-hmm. And that's our confession. Yeah. Caesar is not Lord. Mm-mm. The president is not Lord. Mm-hmm. You are not Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Confession of the gospel. The Apostle Paul will take up this psalm in 1 Corinthians 15 with a greater emphasis on sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool to show that there is a time now that it's been demonstrated that Jesus Christ is Lord and he sits at, his, uh, sits at the throne, but there is yet coming a time 
when all enemies must be uh, subverted, conquered, uh, put under his feet. And the last enemy is death, that because of his resurrection, there's going to be a great resurrection uh, where justice and judgment will be made upon the wicked, but the righteous and his people will know everlasting life in heaven with him. Well, and his resurrection is what demonstrates and promises that for us, which which demonstrates to us that there is more than what we see. Mm, there is more absolutely. to this world, and there is more to you and me mm-hmm. than what we see. Mm-hmm. We we are not merely bodies. Correct. We we now we don't want to say we're souls, and that's all we are. And this is just decorative that mm-hmm. we are souls and bodies. We're all of it. Which gets us back to what we said the other day about loving the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Yeah. You know that's that's the whole person. But there is more to us than what we see. Just like there was more to Jesus than what could mm-hmm. be seen and what could be felt and mm-hmm. what could be touched. And that was demonstrated in the resurrection. And we look forward to resurrection ourselves. Amen. And Jesus is Lord. Absolutely. Uh, Maybe, you know, we should just end with that. I think so. I think we ought to wish everyone a happy, safe weekend. I hope that you'll be with God's people on the Lord's Day to worship Him who is truly worthy. And uh, Lord willing, we'll get to visit and have more conversation from His Word on Monday. Let's have a word of prayer. Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for this day, for the time to be together, that we can open up your Scripture and look at your Word Father, what a wonderful question. How is it that the Lord might say, how is it that the Lord would say to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool? Uh, God, we live at this time where we trust and believe in the resurrection of Jesus, who is our King and lives forever. But the time is coming, Father, when we will see you face to face, when all those enemies must be subverted. And we pray, Father, that in that great day of judgment, we might be found right in Christ to know your grace and your mercy and everlasting life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.